At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Just a stand there looking scary. All right. Tonight on Ram Showcase, preseason schedules have been released. We will talk about the exhibition matchups. Plus, the Rams have added an AAF name to the quarterback room. Find out who. And later, are the Rams' pre-draft visits telling us something? Find out next on Rams Showcase. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. Welcome back, Rams fans, to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Showcase. Might as well do it. You might as well go do it. You can listen to Game of My Life Rams today. Just go to that link and start the party. I am your host, Joe Brandom, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. we got a pretty decent show for you guys tonight. Uh, the preseason schedule's out, and uh, this is always an exciting time because when the preseason schedule releases, that to me is like the official, like now we know what's happening. We know where we're going to be for at least four games and, you know, it, it's it's like the beginning of it, really. And then we got the draft coming up, which means that the regular season schedule is coming very soon. We should get that just a couple days before draft day. That's usually when it releases. There's not an official release date for the, the regular season schedule all the time. Uh, but, you know, it, once it gets uh, close to draft time, we know it comes out in April uh, just before the draft. So uh, obviously we'll keep you guys up to date on that. And then again, I'll be doing my graphics for those. I've done those the last, uh, was it two years, uh, that I've made pictures for every single game uh, that we can uh, use and share and share the love and stuff. So that'll be good stuff. Uh, so let's check it out. Some news and notes for you guys. Uh, the Rams did sign former Arizona Hotshots quarterback John Wolford. And Wolford... I mean, overall, pretty solid AAF quarterback, according to AAF standards. I do think Luis Perez was probably the best, uh, but he signed with Philadelphia, so he is unavailable. Former Ram Luis Perez, uh, now an Eagle. Uh, but, you know, Wolford, not a bad quarterback as, in terms of, of AAF, like I said, but, uh, you know, this is definitely a guy who's going to be competing with uh, Brandon Allen for that quarterback three spot on the depth chart. Of course, I don't expect Allen or Wolford to compete with Blake Bortles for the quarterback two spot. Uh, preseason schedules. This is a pretty exciting time. We got some preseason schedules. Unfortunately, the Rams only have one true home game, and the one true home game kind of hurts my feelings a little bit just because of who I am. So uh, let's take a look at the schedule. We are open at the Raiders. This uh, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I like this one. Opening with the Raiders. 
I'm sure there's going to be some fights, and I hate the fights. That's like my least favorite part of of uh, football and sports in general. You know, there was even a Rockies fight at the Dodgers game the other day, and I just don't like to see that kind of stuff. So well, I'm sure that one will be a little bit chippy, but will be fun. Another chippy game. The Rams will host, quote-unquote, the Dallas Cowboys. That game will be in Hawaii. That's the second preseason game. And then the third preseason game, the Rams head back to L.A. to take on the Denver Broncos and then wrap up in Houston uh, at the end of the preseason. And then, of course, we get regular season. And we know we're not playing on Thursday night. We all know that. Uh, What we don't know is when exactly we'll be playing. The, The word is that the Patriots will get the Sunday night game and then, of course, Packers and Bears for a Thursday night game. I'm assuming, if I had to just take a shot in the dark here, I would guess that the Rams are going to play at home the late Monday night game against the Saints. That is just my guess. We'll see what happens uh, with the schedule, but um, that's that's my uh, that's my guess. So what, what do we do about storylines here? We got some storylines for the preseason. Of course we have some storylines for the preseason. Nothing too obnoxious, uh, considering last year, not a lot happened. So uh, one storyline to start is in all four games, is how how much time will the starters actually get on the field? Last year, did not get any. Only uh, Last year, only one regular season starter saw time in the preseason, and that was linebacker Samson Abukam. Abukam is actually not expected to get the start this year with the addition of Clay Matthews and the Dante Fowler extension. So Abukam looks like he's going to become a rotational player, so I do expect him to get plenty of preseason time again. Uh, But the question will remain is how much time do the rest of the starters get? It worked out pretty well for the Rams last year to not start anybody in the preseason. They, They obviously started the season extremely healthy, and we know the story, the Rams... Uh, had a, an amazing season, made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So now let's pick these games apart one by one a little bit. Uh, so at home, or uh, excuse me, on the road, beginning with the Raiders, we will get the first ever game for Antonio Brown in a Raiders uniform, maybe, because he may not play, but <laughs> we are at least scheduled to play in Antonio Brown's first Raiders game. Uh, this will also be the last time ever that the Rams play a game against the Oakland Raiders, and likely the last time the Rams will ever play in Oakland. So that's kind of exciting a little bit, you know, for a preseason game, I guess. Uh, Former Rams that are on the Raiders roster, we got tight end Derek Carrier and safety LaMarcus Joyner. Of course, Joyner is the newbie Carrier was with the Raiders last year, the Rams before uh, the year before that. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, this will we'll likely see a uh, a lot of of Nathan Peterman in this game at the quarterback position for the Raiders. So that should be uh, some some real good practice for our backup uh, secondary. So that should be fun. Uh, next game versus the Cowboys. Of course, this game will be played in Hawaii to a sold out crowd. The game sold out in under twenty four hours. Former Rams that are on the Cowboys roster, of course, wide receiver Tavon Austin, tight end Cody um, McElroy. Guard Cody Wickman, he's on the reserve list, and the newest addition uh, to the Cowboys roster that has previously seen time on the Rams is, of course, defensive end Robert Quinn. Had some really strong years with the Rams, and I'm sure he'll get some uh, some PT in this one's playing time. And then uh, the Rams are are hosting the Denver Broncos in week three of the preseason, 
And uh, this one just hurts my feelings because I, I've made a post talking about how two out of three times I've posted on Facebook that I really hope the Rams play in Denver in the preseason. It worked. And now my percentages dropped. I'm down to 50% as the, the Rams will host the Broncos, not the other way around. So that one kind of hurts my feelings just a little bit. I got the matchup I wanted. It just didn't work out, but it's all good. At least I, at least I'm guaranteed that that one's going to be on national TV for me. So that's a, that's a plus. Now the Rams have not lost to the Broncos in the regular season since 2002, and uh, I didn't want to go do the research. And this is that's that's on me, but uh, I do know for a fact that the Rams have lost the last two preseason games to the Broncos, and that's simply because I was there, I witnessed those, and I. Don't know the scores or anything, but I do know that the Rams did lose the the last two preseason games in Denver. But 2002, that's a long, long time. Long, long time. The Broncos have not beaten the Rams in, a, in, a, in quite a while, which is great for me because obviously being a Colorado local, it feels pretty good that my favorite team kind of whoops up on the home team quite a bit. Uh, former Rams on the Broncos roster, just one tight end to Merrick Hemingway. Have fun with them, Denver. He's got bricks for hands, quite literally. Uh, this is likely the last game for defensive coordinator Wade Phillips and cornerback Aqib Tlaib to play against the Broncos in any capacity. Uh, these guys are just getting way up there in age and, uh, well, respectively at their positions, because uh, obviously Wade Phillips much, much older than Aqib Tlaib, but this is likely the last time that they'll ever play against their former team, the Denver Broncos. This is the only preseason game that will be played in Los Angeles for the Rams. Of course, uh, we know that other team, they'll probably play a couple or something. I don't know. Most of us, most of, <laughs> I don't want to say most of us because I don't hate the Chargers. I, their existence has no impact on the Rams. So I don't, I don't know. But, and also my dad's a Chargers fan. So I try not to hate, I try, I try not to hate on any team, not just the Chargers. Uh, and then the last game here. At Houston, this is the final preseason game, so we're likely not to see any starters in this game, no matter how much playing time they get in the first three games for the starters. So, uh, and there's a, what is it, just one, one former Ram on the Texans roster. That is wide receiver Stephen Mitchell Jr., who was with the Rams last year in preseason. All right, so that's your preseason schedule, and like I said, we will get regular season schedules decently soon. I'm assuming it'll be just a couple weeks uh, just, it'll be again, a couple days before the draft. So, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that one. Then we'll break down. We'll go storylines on that one too. Why not? It's the off season. We got to fill this time somehow, right? There's only so much Ram stuff that usually happens in, in these months. So we get to talk about the good stuff. Now let's see here. Some noteworthy pre-draft visits. We're going to change some gears here. The Rams have had plenty of visits. They've got, I believe, 11 visits of left available. Uh, but one thing that I've noticed about these visits is uh, some of the people that have been visited more often than others or the private workouts. I think this is a very telling thing. So uh, these are just some names. Uh, this this might get a little stale, so I do apologize. I'm going to try to spice it up as much as I possibly can, but I did want to just run over these names. These are not all of the names that the Rams have met with or will meet with. I just wanted to break down some names that the Rams are looking at because at the 31 spot, uh, what's what's likely to happen here is uh, the Rams are not likely to take somebody that they hadn't met with beforehand. Does that make any sense? So there are times where a team, maybe they're number three overall, they'll take a guy that they haven't met with. 
Maybe they didn't know he was going to be available. Maybe they wanted to just not show their hand and they knew he was going to be available. But when you're down at 31, like the Rams are in this draft, uh, that's just not going to happen. So I, I think that no matter what, somebody that the Rams have met with, some name that I've typed out at some point for you guys, uh, will be the Rams' first-round pick. And uh, just to address this, I don't think the Rams move up in the draft. The Rams already have a pretty limited uh, lot of draft picks, and I don't think that losing picks to move up uh, makes any sense. And the reason that I don't think that makes any sense, because there, there's obviously some some talented players in this draft, uh, but the Rams don't have a single starting position that just doesn't have anybody. Of course, the Rams could use a nose tackle or a defensive lineman to replace Indomitian Sue. Uh, but they also have some depth at that position from last year. You know, John Franklin Myers can step in at defensive end while Michael Brockers goes over to defensive tackle. So it's not the biggest need. And then, of course, we have our linebackers. If you're assuming that Micah Kaiser is going to set, our secondary is good to go. Our offensive line is good. We could use some depth, but that's about it. There's no starting spots that the Rams really need. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, as far as uh, moving up, I do think the Rams could drop down, uh, but I personally, I just want to see Sean McVay with a first round pick. He's yet to draft in the first round as a head coach. So um, I'm hoping that that can happen. So let's take a look at some of these names. And uh, I put these names specifically on this list uh, because I think that these are legitimately guys that the Rams could take at 31. So keep that in mind. Uh, Mississippi State safety, Jonathan Abram. Uh, the Rams did uh, have a private visit with Abram. Uh, Memphis inside linebacker, Curtis Atkins, Akins maybe. Uh, they visited, the Rams visited with him on uh, for his pro day, uh, which was a campus visit. TCU defensive end, LJ Collier. That was a campus visit as well for pro day. Louisiana Tech defensive end slash outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson. That was a private workout and will meet with the Los Angeles Rams next week in LA. Uh, Jalen Ferguson is absolutely a guy that I could see the Rams taking. And this is actually, I don't do mock drafts. I want to make that super clear. I don't do mock drafts, but my prediction is that the Rams take Jalen Ferguson. That's what I'll say. Uh, but it's not a mock draft. I just need to make that clear. Uh, Memphis running back, Daryl Henderson. And I was a, uh, pro day visit as well. Uh, but also keep in mind that they did meet with uh, Memphis inside linebacker Curtis Atkins. So uh, it, it could be just kind of a complimentary visit. They were already there. He was already working out. So might as well take a look at him, right? Texas A&M guard slash center Eric McCoy. The Rams did have a private meeting with him. And uh, this is this is one guy that I know a little bit more about just, uh, just being that he is a Texas A&M player. Eric McCoy is one heck of an offensive lineman, and if the Rams draft him, I think that this guy is going to be in position to be a starter next year. I think that if the Rams drafted McCoy, it would be the perfect person to sit on the bench while Andrew Whitworth plays his last year. Whitworth retires, Nopu moves over, and then I think McCoy could come in right away uh, year two and be a starter and be productive. Florida edge rusher Ja'Kai Polite. Uh, the Rams did meet with him at the Combine and had a private meeting with him. Polite is another guy I can 100% see the Rams taking. Wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Ja'Kai Polite become a Ram this uh, later this month. Washington safety, Taylor Rapp. Rams had a private meeting with him. This is another player that I think that the that has a really strong chance. And this this would be obviously a guy that would sit on the bench for, for a year or potentially two. 
under a guy like Weddle and, you know, potentially take over that role once uh, once Weddle decides to call it a career. Uh, Kansas State cornerback Duke Shelley. The Rams did have a private workout with him, not just a private meeting. And let's see here. Brigham Young outside linebacker uh, Sion Takitaki. I hope I said that right. Otherwise, it's going to look ridiculous. But uh, the Rams met with him at the East-West Shrine game and also did a private visit. So uh, two different visits on uh, the Brigham Young linebacker. And finally here, I have Miami safety Sheldrick Redwin. And he did visit the Rams just yesterday. So it was just a private visit. Uh, but these are all guys that I think that have a, an extremely strong chance to be drafted by the Rams. Obviously, uh, there are some some needs as far as depth goes. But again, there's just really no starting spots that, that the Rams 100% need to address right now. And I'm, I'm, I think that, that, that we might be the only team that really just, you look at the roster and we could put a, we could put out 22 guys today and, uh, compete and play really well. So I think, I think we could even dress 46 and we'd be looking at a pretty decent team. So, uh, and that's pre-draft. So, uh, this is only going to get better. Um, the, the, the roster is only going to look a little bit more full. Obviously it's not done yet. We're pre-draft. And then of course we get into, you know, off season workouts and, and the teams actually be in there and then we get training camps and all that stuff. So it's going to be real fun. So, um, that is going to do it for the first half. And on the other side, we've got fan quesos and we got some solid ones. So you're not going to want to go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. (laughs) 
And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys like and follow the Ram Showcase every freaking where. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. And you can also subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. It's been a little bit inactive lately, and that's simply because we don't have like highlights or anything to talk about. But I'm thinking of doing a draft video. So uh, keep an eye open on that one. And then, uh, of course, uh, pretty soon here, we do have Rams updates starting soon. So those those videos will be uh, those will be uploaded to the YouTube channel for sure, as well as the Facebook page that those will go up. So uh, let's see here. Let's start with our fan quesos. This first one comes from Jason. What are your thoughts on Sam Shields? Do you think we'll re-sign him? Do you think he'll ever get back to his... Uh, oh, do you ever think he'll get his speed back? and become a starter, or is he just a depth guy? I think it's unfortunate. I do think he's just a depth guy at this point uh, in his career. Uh, do I think we'll re... I'm doing this backwards, by the way, Jason, so I'm sorry if this is confusing. Um, do I think we'll re-sign him? No, I don't. Uh, and that's simply because I don't think we there's necessarily a need for him at that position. And uh, what are my thoughts on Sam Shields? I love his story, man. He's a hard worker, great guy, a solid player. Uh, is that, you know, just having that year off, I mean, he did do really well for the Rams. And of course, you know, converting that fourth down uh, pass from Johnny Hecker in the NFC Championship game, stuff like that. I mean, he definitely helped this team this this last season. But again, there's just really not a need for a guy like Sam Shields. I think, you know, you look at the the, the, quarter, or the cornerback room and you've got to keep to leave Marcus Peters and, and Nikel Roby Coleman as your starters. But behind that, I mean, I really like Kevin Peterson, and I also really like Troy Hill. Troy Hill kind of didn't look as great last year at certain times, but uh, I but the year before that, you know, you look at his games and he he started some and played really well. So I don't I just don't think that there's really uh, a need for Sam Shields on this team. Uh, let's see here, next one from Michael. With concerns surrounding Gurley's arthritic knee condition, do you see a scenario where we use one of our day two third round picks on a running back? All right, so I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Um, I'm not willing to or going to comment on Gurley's knee in any capacity. Um, not until I know some facts, until I'm hearing stuff that's real, not just TMZ videos, not just you know, these reports, I'm waiting until I hear from him or the team specifically, or a, an extremely reliable source. Like if, say if Miles Simmons says something or, or Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, something like that, then that's when I'll actually pay attention to that news. Uh, but that being said, uh, I think that I'm not even sure the team knows really 100% what's going on. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams take a running back. I just don't, think it's a whole like I just don't think it's 100% necessary I mean uh, we're, we can sit here and talk about how Malcolm Brown uh, you know how he got hurt and he's he's ended the last two years hurt uh, we can talk about how John Kelly he's uh, just he can't pick up blocks yet and that he just you know maybe the game was a, a little hard for him to catch on to but that's what coaches are for coaches make players better they come in they coach them they teach them so John Kelly, I'm sure he's been working on his pass blocking because we've all known for quite some time now that that's what he needs to work on. So I'm sure that's something that he's been doing this offseason. I would I would be surprised to see and to hear that if John Kelly wasn't working on his game at all, 
uh, being, you know, a third down or a third string running back. And then when he was going to be able to play, the Rams just signed CJ Anderson. So I, I, you know, he knows that he's got some to work on. So uh, in that regard, I don't think that the Rams necessarily go with, for a running back. Uh, if there's a really strong running back sitting there when the Rams are up, I think that that's a possibility. I think this is a this is a BPA draft. I think from top to bottom, you know, I think that the Rams would if if I was the GM, if I was less make a deal Sneed, then I would be sitting there and every I would just wait wait till uh, you know see Rams on the clock and then who's the best player on our board? Let's take them. Best player available. That's what I would do from top to bottom. I wouldn't even mess with it. Um, so if a running back is sitting there that's really talented and you're up, might as well, you know, that's what happened. Best player available is how you get guys like Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald. And, you know, they've kind of worked out okay. Now, next one here from Michael. When Ndamukong Sue signs elsewhere, will he and former Ram quarterback Mannion factor into compensatory pick formula for us? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a semi-hard question to answer because... Uh, we don't know what that formula is. <laughs> we have no idea what it actually looks like or what process goes into uh, giving those those compensatory picks. No one actually has cracked the code. We've gotten close. Like some people, they, they kind of understand it, but they still, once the compensatory picks get dealt out, then there's a couple wrong and, you know, it just kind of is weird that way. But Sue, I do believe, uh, will be in this uh, compensatory pick value uh Mannion I actually haven't seen his contract maybe I have seen his contract uh but there's a lot of factors that go into it we think we actually have no idea but we think it's like length of deal uh income based like income compared to his pre- the previous team so compared to what we were paying him and then of course what the what the Vikings are paying him so there's a lot of different things but I do believe that this will uh that, that Sue will absolutely give us a pick well, let's see here. I'm not sure about Mannion, by the way. Uh, let's see here. This one comes from Jason. I have a strange question. <laughs> we are able to afford some pricey folks on our team because our starting quarterback is under his rookie contract. As we know, our coach is the quarterback whisperer. With that being said, do you think we extend Jared or look to find an inexpensive uh, one via the draft or free agency that Sean can develop like he has with Jared? You know, that's actually a really solid question. I don't think that that's, that's something that's out of the question necessarily. I just think that you're getting some rapport right now with Jared Goff and Sean Mannion, so I wouldn't want to break that. I just wouldn't want to break that that rapport that's been being built over the last two seasons. Of course, you know, Jared hasn't missed any time due to injury. Uh, he's played extremely well. I think much better than a lot of people expected. There's been times because I've been really high on Goff since he was at Cal, you know, uh, so uh, I think that even there's there's even times where he's much better than I expected him to be. And and this was the guy I wanted. I wanted him over over Wentz, who hasn't been able to finish the last two seasons. I'll tell you that much. I don't know. Well, it depends on what you value. But uh, I don't think that, you know, moving on from Jared would necessarily be out of the question, but. I'm a Jared fan and, you know, him in at the end of the game against the Saints, he showed a lot, man. And um, I think that the it's hard to look at the Super Bowl because no one was on that day. I think maybe just Greg. (laughs) I think uh, (laughs) the kicking team was okay, But other than that, you know, 
not a very strong day from the from the Rams offense. So hard to blame Jared. Hard to blame Todd. Hard hard to blame you know Cooks dropping balls. Like it's just hard to blame one person because that game was just so bad. But um, no, I do think that the Rams will. I, I think that they will extend Jared Goff. I just don't think it'll happen this off season. Uh, we've been seeing articles and stuff of like, oh, quarterbacks that could get paid massive deals, and you see a picture of Jared Goff, and I'm pretty sure that I saw that the Rams weren't in a hurry to do that and that they were just going to worry about it next year. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. I see a lot of things <laughs> on the Rams, all right? So stay with me. Uh, this one comes from Tyler. Who gets the QB2 job, Bortles or the Hot Shot? <laughs> um, Bortles, for sure. Easy. That's an easy one. Bortles... Um, Bortles has started, what, 76 NFL games, that kind of stuff. He started more games than Jared has, you know, I mean, he's got the experience and Bortles is the kind of guy where, you know, if, if Jared does happen to go out and Bortles has to come in and play, I'm not going to lose 100% of my confidence that the offense can still at least move the ball a little. Obviously, you know, I don't think that Bortles arm is as strong as Goff. I don't think he's as accurate as Goff, uh, but but if you you alter that offense a little bit, maybe just go a little bit shorter on everything, feature the running game a little bit more, help them out with some screen plays and and stuff like that, and and I don't lose all hope that the Rams could could win games. I mean, Bortles is better than a lot of quarterbacks that the Rams have had play and win some games in recent years. I think he's better than Sean Hill. I think he's better than Case Keenum. Um, he's definitely better than guys like like Bowler and Ferrat in that whole mess of of the era. Oh, by the way, I don't know why I wanted to mention this to you guys. I found a Mark Bulger jersey today for $8, so I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> you know, because why not? It was 8 bucks. Leave me alone. Uh, the next question here comes from Cody. Uh, we need Spruce back, yes or no? No, not necessarily. I mean, it was, it's kind of unfortunate because I, I, watched, I watched the AAF. I watched, I maybe, I think I missed a total of two AAF games. I was a really hardcore AAF fan. And I liked the fleet. Nelson Spruce played for the fleet. And I honestly think that that was the worst he's played in his entire career. I watched him a lot at Colorado. Obviously watched him a lot when he was with the Rams for, uh, I mean, the, the little bit that he was actually on the field. And then I watched every single play when with the fleet. And I think this is the worst he's ever been. So I think he actually hurt his stock by being in the AAF. Um, but also on the flip side of that, I mean, look at the Rams wide receivers right now. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds. I mean, just those four. He's not gonna, he's not better than any of those four. I like Nelson Spruce. He's not better than any of those four. So no. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cody said overrated free agent signee. And I asked for clarity if he meant that, like, just the couple that we've signed. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say, if I have to pick one, because I know I have to, I, I try to not refuse questions from you guys. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to go Matthews. I think Matthews starts really strong. And then by the end of the season, he's like being rotated out a lot. And that's just because I have to give you an answer. Next question <laughs> from Cody. Uh, Eric Weddle better than Joyner. Uh, I don't know if, well, I mean, overall, yes, absolutely. Eric Weddle's a, an amazing safety. At this point in time right now, coming off of a poor year, I don't know if I could say that, that LaMarcus Joyner is better than Eric Weddle. Uh, Eric Weddle didn't necessarily have a killer year, zero picks. 
uh, in 2018. So I don't know if I would necessarily say that Eric Weddle or I mean, overall, that's what I'll say. I'll say overall, he's Weddle's obviously way better than Joyner. Uh, if you're looking career wise, if you're looking right now, I would say that Weddle's probably smarter, but Joyner is obviously more athletic. And I think that he's, uh, athletically, he's just a better safety right now, right now in April of 2019. Uh, next question from Cody, Aaron Donald versus, uh, JJ Watt, who was better in their prime. Uh, well, Aaron Donald, I'm not sure if Aaron Donald's in his prime yet. <laughs> he very well could not be in his prime quite yet. We could still not have seen the best Aaron Donald. We've seen the best J.J. Uh, Watt. JJ, the best J.J. Watt's absolutely incredible, but I'm, I'm not, I can't say for sure whether or not we've seen the best Aaron Donald because of his age. He's still got so many years ahead of him, and his work ethic, he took three days off after the Super Bowl, and then he was back in the gym. I mean, come on. That work ethic is absolutely insane. And he knows how close the Rams got to to the to the big one, you know, to the big prize, to the big ultimate party. And I think he wants it. Like, you saw the video. We have, we've all seen the video of him hyping him. He was talking to himself on the field at the Super Bowl, talking to himself, hyping himself up. And I think if we could get one more player that plays with the intensity of Aaron Donald, we're doing it. We're going all the way <laughs> for sure, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say, I would say it's tight, but I'm not sure that Aaron Donald, I'm still just not sure we've seen his prime. We see, we've seen JJ Watt. We know what he's done. Uh, next question here, uh, from Cody. Uh, what Ram would be the best MMA fighter or boxer? <laughs> this is a fun question. So as far as, uh, as far as boxer, I think I'm going to go with Akib Tlaib just because we've seen a little bit of experience there uh, in that realm. Um, as far as MMA fighter, you show me a human being that could beat up Aaron Donald and I'll call you a liar to your face because I don't think it's possible. So obviously, <laughs> obviously Aaron Donald for the a a MMA fighter. I can't even say that because I don't even watch it. It's hard to hard to do. I'm just not a fighter. I, I like boxing. MMA I have a hard time with, and because it's whack and there's no stars. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, Cody also, I'm going to call you out here, Cody. Uh, Cody has this question that says, uh, facts about the current Rams that the average fan wouldn't know. And uh, basically, to sum up my response to that was, how much time do you have? <laughs> and that's not to make me sound cocky or anything like that, but I, I mean, I study this stuff all year. And if, if you guys are listening to me, though, in fairness, if you guys are listening to me on April 10th, then you guys are probably pretty hardcore fans too. And you guys know a lot about, you know, a lot of stuff that the average fan wouldn't know. Cause these are the shows for the above average fan. Off season shows are for the above average fan. Everybody listens to, to a podcast and, and takes in all this content all off season or all, all excuse me, during the season. Everybody does. People want to hear game previews. They want to hear that stuff. Um, and I can tell based on my numbers that I can see. I can tell you that the second the season ends, numbers drop. Those are the hardcore fans. Those are the ones that uh, I, I don't I don't hate anybody, but those are the ones I really really like. The ones that stick with me all off season and listen to me talk about guys that the Rams might draft <laughs> and and breaking down the storylines of preseason games. You guys are the hardcore fans, and you guys are really who I do this for because you guys are the best. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, next one here from Cody. Opinion on the new 
P.I. rule? This is a great question, and uh, no one's actually asked me what my opinion is on this yet. So uh, thanks, Cody, for caring a little bit about my opinion. So um, the new pass interference rule is, I think, ridiculous. And the reason that I think that this is absolutely ridiculous is because you can now challenge a call that was nothing. Can you imagine that? Can you, I, I just don't, I don't understand how this is not going to impact... Um, I, and I, I want to get it right. And I want, you know, calls that are blatantly calls to get called. Does that make sense? So, you know, you look at the, at the, at the play that we're all thinking about. It's the, the Rams and, and Saints in, in the NFC Championship game. Uh, that was just called an incomplete pass. If you are, are now going to allow people to review an incomplete pass, then, like, where does that end? That's just my only question. And and why do we not just have a sky judge? Because that doesn't make sense to me either. So, we have, you can now just, nothing happened on the play, incomplete pass, you can say, oh, no, no, look at that. That was, that was pass interference. Then they're going to go to the camera, watch it in slow motion, where everything looks way worse and I just don't see where it ends. Are we going to do holding? Because then these games are going to be absolutely pointless because the entire time uh, we're going to see a play unfold, lasts about a good five, six seconds, and then we're going to spend the next you know three minutes reviewing it and, and seeing if there were any penalties on the play. Is that what we're really going to? I don't like it for that reason. I think that instead of reviewing these, we have a sky judge that's literally watching for this watching for pass interference and then waits for the refs on the field to make their call and then he can say no that was pass interference you guys need to call that something like that and because he can have a computer right in front of him he can watch it again in full speed you know he can just sit there right there and, be, and just radio down to the ref and say hey you guys missed a pi that i think is a way better fix than just going to the booth i think that's stupid uh, personally, and I think these games, I think at the end of games, it's going to get a little bit ridiculous so that, it, you know, within two minutes of the second and fourth quarter, it goes to the booth and you know, teams are going to throw hissy fits every single time anything happens under two minutes. And we're going to be reviewing just about every single play. And, you know, I'm not for that. I'm not for, uh, I don't watch games to watch replays. You know, I just want to watch the action unfold, which is one of the reasons I really liked the AAF because, you know, quicker game clock had a sky judge that you could listen to. You could listen to their reasoning because there was plenty of times in the AAF that I was like, wait, hold on. I don't know what I saw there. And then you could see the guy reviewing it and say, oh, well, you know, it looks like he probably lost the football, but we really can't see it. So it has to stand and stuff like that. You actually get the reasoning behind it. And I don't understand why the NFL didn't adopt that. I think they're just trying to not take things from the AAF. I, I, I really, I do think that that's true. And then the XFL, their rules are absolutely absurd, and the NFL is never going to pick those up, like the extra point rule. I don't know if you guys know about these. And just quick sidebar. Uh, after the touchdown, you can kick it from the ball be placed at the two-yard line if you want a one-point extra point. Uh, then the five for two points, and then you can go to the ten for three points. So you can now have a nine-point touchdown play and uh, that's going to get weird. So, And obviously the NFL would never do that. Anyway, moving on. Next one here from Cody. Uh, what do you think about the offensive lineman Allen and Noteboom replacing Saffold and Sully? Uh, I, I'm definitely for it. Um, you know, I was I was on Twitter today and seeing uh, Vinny talk, talk to somebody saying that 
you know, this team, the, this coaching staff was was pretty high on Allen already. And if you guys noticed, I mean, the Rams didn't even try to bring back John Sullivan. They didn't even attempt to talk to him or anything. So um, they were really high on Allen, and I think Allen's going to do a fine job. When when Allen was required to go into the game uh, in 2018, just as last season, when he was required to go in or just was in, I think that the offensive line got a little bit better, to be completely honest. I think that, that Brian Allen was already better than Sullivan last year, and Sullivan played the whole season. So um, in that regard, I think that, that Brian Allen is 100% ready. There was times when Note Boom came in for Whitworth, and I didn't even notice because I'm just watching on TV, and didn't notice a difference. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hold up. No booms in? Where is Whitworth? And, you know, so I think it's going to be fine. I really do. I, I think that I think that part of the decision to let these guys, Saffold and Sullivan, go was knowing that you have really strong players that have been sitting on your bench uh, for, for, for the year uh, that deserve playing time. So I, I'm pretty okay with it. And then the uh, last one here is from Cody as well. Cody went heavy on the questions. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. I love uh, the fan queso part. You guys know that. I say that all the time. So I just lost the question. Okay, hold on. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, Marcus Peters resigned. So I, um, Marcus Peters does currently have one year left on his deal. Uh, the Rams aren't going to cut or trade him right now. I can tell you that much uh, with pretty solid confidence considering all of his money, all $9 million of uh, Marcus Peters' money is fully guaranteed now that we passed, um, that we're in the new league year. So the Rams wouldn't have eaten anything to cut or trade him before the new league year started, but now it's all 100% guaranteed, so he's with us now. And uh, this is actually a guy that I think we could hear about an extension come June or, or uh, July or August. I don't think that this is something that we're going to hear about really soon, but I do think in about July or August time, that that's when we can get news on Peter's. Uh, that also could be when we get news on Jared Goff, but I'm not sold on that yet. I think that the Rams do wait until next offseason to, to re-sign Jared Goff. Uh, but with uh, with Peters, I think it's absolutely possible. And I do think that the Rams are interested in bringing him back long-term simply because they had an out. They had an out with, with Peters this year and could have cut him without eating anything and decided not to. So I, I think that this is absolutely coming, and I think that I think that he'll probably get roughly about a, a four million or a four year deal, is what I'm expecting for um, for Marcus Peters. Uh, so that is going to do it for my fan quesos. Thank you guys very much for dropping those, Cody. Man, you, you dropped a whole bunch of them, so I appreciate that. Uh, that's going to do it. Let's see here. What do I want to say to you guys? Uh, make sure you guys follow me. You can do that at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Make sure you guys also search Rams Showcase on YouTube and subscribe to the channel there. And you can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Hope you guys enjoy your night. I hope you guys are getting pumped for this draft that's coming up soon. I know I am. We're all getting together, me and the whole Ram squad out here. We're, we're all getting together for round one. I know we'll be picking it like 3 a.m. or whatever because the draft takes forever, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good times. We're going to welcome in the newest Los Angeles Rams. So hope you guys enjoy that. Of course, we'll be we'll still be talking about it leading up, though. I don't think I'm bailing on you guys until the draft. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. 
For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.